I'll bring you from my show. Uh, check it out. And uh, some uh, guests today. And there are some nice, cool people called Dan and Justine. They do a podcast about Friday Night Rights. Getting all of the rights back to the people where they belong to. Well, thank you, Stephen Brule. That was such a nice introduction. Oh, my goodness. That was... That was John C. Riley. I know. I can't believe he stopped was, by. It's crazy. He was playing Stephen Brule for us. I know. That was great. It was really good. Was and a good idea by me yeah, to have him good. on the show. It's sure. I know. <laughs> it's so good. I mean, he's our celebrity endorsement, which is just what we needed. Welcome to Brother Sister TV Time. I don't think I say that enough. Uh-huh. And I'm Dane. And she's... Justine. That your timing's getting better. <laughs> and we're here to talk about Friday Night Lights and just the, the old... the. The the famous moving picture that is called television. I know. And uh, I, I just, I still am so, every time I watch Friday Night Lights, I love it even more. I love it. And I feel like when people are just like, you know, that show's dumb. I'm like, you just gotta watch it. It's magical. Changed my life. I like it, and I'm barely paying attention to it because I'm <laughs> trying to write down all the shit. Yeah, but I feel like you can still enjoy it. Absolutely. I know. So it's season two, episode two, Bad Ideas. Like we say, everybody's got a bad idea this episode, and it's rough. And then we talk about some shows that have had some bad ideas. It's true. And some um, sound effects that are supposed to reflect the bad ideas that people are making on reality shows. When really, it's just a bad fucking sound. <laughs> it was good at one point, though. That's what's crazy. And yeah. then they overuse it. When anyway. it was like once an episode when it was like the big turn and you're yeah. like, oh, shit. I mean, you fuck up the scallops? I don't know. <laughs> and now it's like, Chelsea hit Britney. <laughs> Todd <laughs> fucked up the bacon. Yeah. Well, oh, God. yeah. Uh, the little women go apple picking and somebody falls over. I mean, that's... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just like that. So yeah, we everybody knows that sound effect from the reality shows because everybody watches reality shows. So we talk about that, and uh, we talk about some some one TV or two TV shows that we we like, and maybe Dane complains about something. That's usual. what I do all the time. It's it's true. So much easier. It's way easier to go negative. Mm-hmm. Well, Found I, that out you easy. Know, in life. You know what? I say it's easier to go positive. Well, you're a pessimist, and I'm an optimist. That's true. Wait, it's the opposite. Oh yeah. <laughs> I fucked it up. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. But you know what? It's finally, finally get a weekend that doesn't get an hour cut out of it. So I'm excited about that because I've been real tired this whole week. Me so, too. So we take back the night and we take back the light and it's not, it's a uh, nice out. So it's good. <laughs> That's great. I hope everybody is, is also in uh, getting uh, some much needed rest now. Yes. And I hope you enjoy our podcast. Yes. Thank you. Coming home from the daily grind. Flip the switch, it'll be just fine. Cause it's TV time, and we'll all sit on the couch tonight. Cause it's TV time, and we'll all sit on the couch tonight. Order. Order in the court. This show has adjourned. And I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, hi, welcome back again to uh, our fabulous uh, fan cast of Friday Night Lights. And I'll tell you what, this is a summer episode. It sure is. Justine, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's happening in the world? Season 2, episode 2, called Bad Ideas. And there's a lot of bad ideas in this episode. I feel like it's probably the most apropos uh, title of any of the episodes so far. Because, let's see, the guy that Coach is working with at TMU, he had a lot of bad ideas about accepting um, 
uh, gifts, bribery money. Yes, well, for money, yeah. gifts and money from uh, from what do you want to call them? Professional uh, boosters, other sources. Yeah, and people who are trying to recruit for the NFL, probably. Probably. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. A uh, bad idea about killing a guy. That was a bad idea. Tyra and uh, Landry have to deal a lot with that, especially Landry, who's going through a huge existential crisis. Uh, Tammy has a bad idea about living... Fucking walking her baby (laughs) through 105 degree weather. That is one thing, but also she admits it's a bad idea to think that uh, Coach should move away. And it was her idea. And now she realizes, because of Glenn, it was a bad idea. (laughs) Then... Uh, oh, uh, Julie just makes a whole bunch of bad decisions this episode. A rash of emotionally <laughs> discharged yeah. opinions yeah. of dumb. But yeah, it's a very, like you said, I would like somber. to add one more. Uh-huh. It was kind of a bad idea for Matt to ask for a live-in nurse. Sure. For him to freak out. Chaos. Yeah. Chaos is the, is the, is Name the, of the word. Yeah. yeah. If this were Pee-wee's Playhouse, it would be the word of the day. <laughs> and then and everybody what happens would in- go, Ah! <laughs> It's very true. Very true. So yeah, it's uh, it's just kind of, you know, I mean, after the last episode, it's not surprising that everybody is having a hard time. You know, summer doesn't last forever. And no, it doesn't. what happens at the end of summer? School starts. School begins. Yeah. And reality hits. Kind of how the show works is that there's like a rebuilding episode mm-hmm. and a breaking down episode. And it kind of cycles through those. And this is kind of both. You know, Tyra and Landry have, have this breakdown in the mm-hmm. last episode of killing a person. Yeah. And then they're rebuilding their relationship, their their mental stability. Mm-hmm. Um, Coach and Tammy are in a broken relationship as it is right Basically, now. Basically, yeah. Trying to hold it together and figure out what to do next mm-hmm. and, and how that, that works. Trying just um, to communicate via telephone, which is not working out too well. Yeah. Because waking up the baby, he's she's waking him up. She's, you know, it's a bunch of problems. It's a, it's a lot of problems. Yeah. And, uh, 99 problems, probably. And a baby is one of them. <laughs> that Poor was not baby. planned. I know. And Glenn is like, that's just such a cute baby. And I'm like, Glenn, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> you're a fucking liar, Glenn. Yeah. Where do we get, where do we start? Where do we fucking start? I think we should start with Coach's hair because okay. I feel like that is the first thing that impacted me on this episode. I was worried because he wasn't wearing any jammies. He was just wearing his cargo shorts with a belt on. No, Most uncomfortable so, outfit ever. Yeah. I'm like, did you just go fall asleep? I mean, I guess that's possible. Yeah, probably. He's working too. He's working hard for that money. And so hard for it. Honey. I know. I know. You got that right. Yeah. But I just love it because I we probably have talked about this a thousand times before. They're just really good at staging good hair at wake uh-huh. after waking up. It's great. They're just like teasing his hair up and it totally looks great. He looks befuddled. It's amazing. That's a good word. Yeah. Good word choice. God, like, uh, Tyron Landry killed the guy. They just can't. They did. I can't get over it. No. And I think that's why. And they can't either. This episode is so hard too. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, what? Where do you go from here? Yeah. Well, that's what I thought was so interesting about the deleted scenes because we watched the deleted scenes on the DVDs because you don't you might as well but all of the deleted scenes were very upbeat uh-huh. and kind of chipper and so I feel like they were all specifically deleted because it would ruin the somber tone which I think is necessary because it's not like it's a bad episode it's a great episode I mean they're all great they're all great and I'm not complaining but yeah it definitely would have is interesting to see some of the lighter moments that you because you were like oh when did Landry get accepted to the football team. Yeah. Like, that was kind of more... Yeah, we never see that. We just see, oh, yeah. he's trying out, and we see him get a rally girl yeah. and have a jersey on, so we assume that. Yes. But I feel like that is a testament to the show mm-hmm. and its viewers being yeah. able to pick up on that stuff. And, I mean, it, yeah. it happens in every show Yeah, where you just have to be... You have to let 
people kind of make these assumptions. Sure. And figure out these things on their yeah. own. But yeah, so like one of the deleted scenes was Landry at his locker and everybody's like cheering him and it looks, I mean, it's a great scene for Landry because you don't really see him get to be happy at all this episode. Mm-hmm. But I think it would have ruined the tone and I think it's good that yeah. they noticed. Because you don't see anybody be happy in nope. this episode. You sure don't. Very yeah. hard yeah. to watch. Yeah, Ex- exactly. Uh, so, we also forgot... Yeah. Sorry. Uh, fingers in the mouth. Bad. Uh, we also forgot to mention that uh, Buddy is having a hard time. Oh, that's true. Buddy yeah. and Lila are He makes some bad choices as well. Struggling. <laughs> yeah, he makes some real bad, bad choices. Bad choices. Oh, boy. Yeah. And, and it's, it's funny because it's bad decisions that are made this episode mm-hmm. and bad decisions that have led up to circumstances. That oh, sure. Been. So, yeah. It's dual purpose. It's kind of like the, yeah, it's the, like you're saying, it's kind of like you said, reset, but it's, yeah, it's coming, the coming together of things that have built up to this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's get into a little bit. I know. Bit. All the crazy stuff that happened because there's a lot of stuff, crazy stuff that happened. So, we talked about the whole baby thing in the beginning. Yes. Tyra and Landry now are, they're dealing with the mental ramifications of killing a person. Yes. And discovering that they're really terrible at it. Because Landry has lost his watch and he doesn't uh-huh. know where it is. And and so they go chasing for it. They go yeah. out to the, the scene and they're discussing how it's murderers don't do this. And, uh-huh. and blah, blah, blah. And, oh, the watch is engraved to me from Grandpa. So right, I'm right. Fucked. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, yeah. And then they just kind of give up. Mm-hmm. Real, real quick. But I think this whole thing, it, it, they're, still, they're still in shock. Too. Oh, and sure. we don't find we don't really get any uh resolution mm-hmm. until the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um but Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. One, because I think that's the first time that we see Landry at his house. Like he's calling from his room, which is kind of more like he's becoming more of a character, like that's loop, uh-huh. not tied to Matt. So I think that's good, because we're like, oh, we're getting inside to his life. Um, but also Oh, just also the discovery that because we didn't really know for sure that they dumped the body, but this was the the uh, recognition that they dumped the body over the bridge. Mm-hmm. Like, we know for sure that that happened. And uh, killing has really put Landry and Tyra together. They're holding hands at the end of that scene. They are. Yeah. <laughs> it is a slow, slow build yeah. to everything that Landry ever has ever wanted, uh-huh. except for it came at the cost of killing a person. I know, which is crazy. It's mind-boggling. Yeah. I don't... Ugh, it's crazy to think about. The part that I really like... We have this thing of Tammy. Tammy and Coach are separated yeah. at this time. Yeah. And not just in location, but in what they're doing in life. Sure. Tammy is caregiving. Coach is caregiving, caregiving too. Yeah. But he's just babying a big baby instead. <laughs> yeah, and he's realizing, and that guy is a big baby. So, Coach is feeling a little bit of he's he's talking about how he's the underdog or not the underdog, mm-hmm. but he's the low man on the totem pole, mm-hmm. and he's not in the quote inner circle. Right. And now he's gotten this job, which is to take Antoine to a, a committee meeting uh-huh. uh, to decide how many games he's going to miss or what's going to happen to him. Yeah. Or if he's just going to get kicked off the team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, he specifically accepted Justin Timberlake tickets. And because that guy's got soul. It's true. He does have soul. Yeah. Must have been the justified tour. I'm pretty sure. Actually, no, I'll probably go to the next one after that. Nobody cares. I do. (laughs) So he is feeling uh, kind of a little bit of remorse, I think, for taking this job because the coach asks, coach Taylor asks this head coach, what about practice? Mm-hmm. What do I mean to the team then? Right. If I'm just going to be a babysitter. Well, he obviously means nothing. Yeah. And he had to prove himself. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't even think he has to prove himself, though. Mm-hmm. I think he's just. I mean, he he goes about proving himself. Yeah. But I think he's still always going to be that guy mm-hmm. for the 
you know, determined period of well, time. Well, yeah, because that's what I was going to ask you. So at the end, when he does do the job successfully and he brings the kid back and he the kid only gets three games, uh-huh. he's only going to be out for three games, when he says, I bet you you're one hell of a high school coach, do you think that was a burn or do you think that was a positive thing? Like, you'll always have been a good high school coach. I think it's... I think it's kind of a backhanded comment. Yeah. Because he's telling him, yeah, he's saying, I bet you were a very good coach, but a high school coach. But yeah. that, with saying that, he is making a differential between exactly. high school coaching and college exactly. coaching. Exactly. And because coach seemed to look like take, take it as a compliment, but maybe he, I guess that he hesitated. I don't yeah. think, I think he expected more. Sure. Sure. Like, I mean, and going into that, I don't even know really what he expected. Yeah. Because what do you, you know, what do you expect to hear from your boss Mm -hmm. about... Because that's a huge thing. Mm -hmm. That's a great thing for them. Oh, yeah. They thought he was going to be out for the whole year. Yeah. And and to get... Man, I guess you were a pretty good coach, probably. Right. Like, that that serves nothing to his character now. Right. Yeah. And... So I thought that was interesting. It's it's not necessarily degrading, but it's... um, It definitely doesn't feel good Mm -hmm. for a coach to just have very little recognition i mm-hmm, guess mm-hmm. so yeah he takes this kid on on a i call it a vision quest sure yeah because it kind of is because it is for both of them at one point they're at the diner and they're having this conversation about this 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 kid is hammering in why aren't you with your baby now yeah i have so much stuff blah 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 uh-huh. this is me i'm a big mouth blah mm-hmm. blah 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 and coach finally lays into him mm-hmm. and says that he's being selfish he let his team down and uh you know he did what does he want to be uh-huh. who does he want to be yeah and i think that at that moment coach taylor realizes that He's kind of doing the same thing. Exactly, yeah. And he's being selfish. Mm -hmm. And who does he want to be? So Mm -hmm. it's very much uh, more surface level for this kid on this this meeting, this traveling down the highway. Mm -hmm. And then Coach is is feeling it internally like this. I mean, it's always a struggle for him, obviously, because Mm -hmm. he wants this coaching job more than anything. Sure. But he wants to be with his family, too. Yeah. So now I feel like he is... He's determining that he's probably made the wrong decision mm-hmm. or that this is going to be a lot harder than he thought. Right. So, yeah, it is interesting that they both learn something because they both kind of meet in the middle and then kind of come out of this experience kind of changed in a way. So mm-hmm. so it's good. But, yeah, it's interesting that he still he didn't. I mean, coach didn't seem to be like, oh, I need to go home right away. It's he, he seemed to throw himself more into the job, like as in if I'm going to be away from my family, I have to make this work really well. Yeah. I have to be successful at this. Yeah, I think that's it. It's really hard to convey how good the monologues that they have are or just the dialogue that mm-hmm. that they have. I mean, he's, like the guy says, he's, he's an inspirational person. I mean, he didn't say that, but he thinking it as he's telling him he's a good high school coach Mm -hmm. because he high school coach is about building character Mm -hmm. and teaching people to be better right and i was was no i think that's all the important part about that i think we covered it yeah so yeah Uh, i think we just get more into more of the interest the more funny stuff um okay glenn this piece of guy piece of shit i don't know if he's a piece of shit but it's like this crazy guy who's a science teacher, Glenn, taking over for Tammy while she's out on maternity leave. Question. Yes. Wouldn't they have gotten somebody more qualified? I, of course they would. Yeah. I don't get I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, I think it's definitely to add a funny like factor. Yeah. But maybe they can't afford it. I don't know. I mean, they didn't really True. get very many details. I think it's 
they probably were just like, okay, well, maybe Tam, maybe Tammy's not going to be out for that long, allegedly. Even though I don't know how she figures she's going to take care of her baby. And they work. don't really talk about it. They yeah. don't really mention. Mm-mm. Yeah. Because even at, like, the beginning of, like, even at the end of last season, at the beginning of this season, they don't really, nothing's really talked about her job. No. Or what, no. what's going on. Right. So this is kind of just out of the blue. Yeah. So we're to probably assume that she had the summer off and... It would be bigger, I think, a bigger deal. Well, I mean, they're just presenting it now, I guess. I guess. I yeah. don't know. Well, and then, it's so, a story. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, he just comes over and he, right when he sits down, he basically uh, makes fun of how bigger, or no, not how big, how uh, messy your <laughs> house is. And then she she basically just brings up all the problems of the kids, which I commented, like, how can they have that many problems in a week? Because school's probably been open for a week, at least. Yeah. Um, and so then well, the best line was that, oh, some girl wants him to write a recommendation, recommendation letter and to Vassar. And she's like, that girl's getting into Vassar as much as I'm getting into my old jeans. <laughs> Which is hilarious. So yeah, it's just, it's Glenn providing, I mean, even though Tammy has a bunch of breakdowns due to Glenn, he kind of is providing some sort of the it's comedy. It's really due to Glenn, it's in the <laughs> presence of Glenn. Yeah. She's forced to face all the things that she's got nobody to talk to. Because Julie sure won't. No. Because what's Julie busy doing? Being a bitch. Yeah. Oh boy. Hating Matt. Mm. Trying to get with an older guy. I know. And, and not, uh, not an older, like, I'm 15, you're 16. Like, I'm 15, you're 21. 20, maybe 22-ish. Yeah. yeah. And he's just like a townie. It's interesting because you we... Do show townies? Uh, I kind of do. Is that the Is one? Is Elfman on that I show? think and Lauren Graham was on that, too, I think. Really? Yeah, I think so. That, see, that's probably what they were trying to do with uh, Two Broke Girls. Oh, probably. And then they were like, oh, these people are stupid. Oh, no, wait, that's no, just that what shows, I said. that shows real popular. Yeah, yeah. I know, because... Yeah. <laughs> dumb. But I just think it's interesting, because he has no... The Swede has no interest in football, has no interest in any part of the town, so it's interesting because we never really see anybody outside of the football world, so he's kind of... Which is what I think Julie likes about him a lot. Yeah. And, yeah, because he's the exact opposite of her dad. So it's interesting seeing True. his perspective, because... And he, it's... Yeah, like I was saying about how summer's over... So it's kind of like everything goes back to normal. And then that guy just works at the pool. Like, he's super lame. Yeah. Right? He's a loser. Yeah. It, what did I write down? He was. I got to write this down. I got to think about it. It's uh, it's funny. It's funny. Wait for it. Turns out I don't have it written down. Okay, never mind. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah, so it's just, I mean, I mean, yeah, like you said, Tam, or Julie is just being a poopy pants all over the place, even more than last episode. And when Tammy was just, you know, she's after taking, like, Gracie out in the heat. She comes home and she's got a fever. And all she's like asked Julie to do is lean in and say, hey, does she have a fever? And Julie says... Does she feel warm? Yeah. I don't know anything about babies. <laughs> and it's just like, Julie, help your mom. Like, she's having lots of troubles. And if she knew, I wonder if she even cares if she's been having breakdowns this whole time. I mean, it's crazy. So... So I got to say about so, that. So, yeah, Glenn, Glenn is just a constant figure throughout this whole episode. And... He's kind of her... Yeah. It's she. He's her burden and her savior, mm-hmm. kind of at the same time. He's a fucking nincompoop, right? Is really what it amounts to. I mean, did you have anything more to say about all of her breakdowns? Because yeah, so she takes. I mean, basically, she figures out Gracie Bell is crying all the time. So she figures out if she keeps her moving, she won't cry. So she takes her on this epic walk all the way to school to help Glenn some more because Glenn basically is just looking for help from her because he doesn't know what to do. And then so she has her big breakdown in. 
<laughs> in his office. It's, I mean, it's a great scene. It's super great. Like always, like per usual. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just like we, yeah, I guess we pretty much already said that it's just, it's basically her revealing all of the things that she wishes she could. It's basically her weakness. This is her weakness. She thought she was going to be super strong and be able to take care of this all on her own. And she's not able to. Yeah. It's a lot of work. She can usually handle everything. And yes. And she's not being perfect at it. Then. Right. She is struggling. Yes. Also, I found what I wrote down about the Swede. Yes. Uh, I wrote down Slumdog lifeguard <laughs> okay it was a good joke wasn't yeah. it it's worth it yeah uh okay well okay while we're while tammy's at the school let's just talk about um uh jason's creepy dream about tammy or it kind of comes off as being creepy because jason has basically been told that he can no longer he will not be able to walk yeah he's it's, what's what's going on he's got, he's got like better feeling in his hands or he can move his hands more mm-hmm. and he had this dream about tammy mm-hmm. where she is, like, lifting him up out of his chair and he can walk again. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily think it's creepy, but it is kind of creepy at the same time, too. Well, because she kind of first takes it as creepy. She's yeah. like, oh, Lord. She's or like, so, I, had yeah. dream, I had a dream about you. Yeah, yeah. Because like, that always sounds not? funny. Yeah. But yeah, he's just basically there to tell her that it it's like, because I was like, Counselor Tammy's in session. But it's like she's his guidance counselor, but it's also his uh, guardian angel. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, and, yeah. and like I was telling you, I think it... It kind of makes her feel better mm-hmm. because she's got uh, kind of a problem that she can solve or handle, uh-huh. but she also feels extremely terrible for mm-hmm. him, mm-hmm. for Jason, because he thinks that he's going to walk again. And yeah. she, she's like, oh, no, right. honey, you're not going to walk again. <laughs> right. Well, because, so. and this is where he's introduced to the idea about, oh, there's experimental treatments in Mexico. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shark, shark blood or yeah. something. So he's thinking maybe this is the answer. And maybe Tammy and the shark blood or whatever is the answer to him walking again because mm-hmm. he's still convinced that he can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would like to set up two things for us to talk about. Mm-hmm. The emergence of this new coach. Mm-hmm. Coach Tennessee is what I'm going to talk. Yeah, um, I just don't know his name. I don't know his name and I no. don't care. Uh, coach is stealing Buddy's thunder. Yes. Buddy is kind of, he's not even being sidelined because he can't go to the the thing. Yeah. He can't go to the, the practices because they're right. closed practices, which yeah. leads me into something else a little bit later. Uh-huh. So he's kind of losing power as a booster because he, he, the coach wants something more wholesome. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I mean, you can probably just see it in Buddy's demeanor that he's kind of a wheel and deal and son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, probably all the rumors are flying about what's going on with him. Cheating on his wife. and Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know if anybody has ever really confronted him about that. No. That's interesting. That's I, didn't, I just I didn't think about that Aside at all. Aside from his wife and him talking to Eric. Yes. Eric. Yeah. So, thing two. Landry's dad is at practice. Yes. And Coach runs close practices, so how is Landry's dad at practice? Yeah, I don't know. Also, Landry's dad is a sheriff, <laughs> yet... He looks like he's dressed like a security guard. Yes, that color, it's, yeah. It's not even the color, it's like the looseness and the lack of any sort of real markings. Yeah. Let's say sheriff. Yeah. Or it didn't even say, it didn't even say or, like Dylan or it like, had like a I don't patch know. on the yeah. arm. Yeah, but it almost looked like it could have been like a Girl Scout badge or something. Yeah, yeah. It was awful. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't even read what it said on it. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but Landry gets the shit beat out of him mm-hmm. by Tim mm-hmm. at practice. Yeah. Because this new coach is pushing hard at Tim, and Tim is pushing back at the new coach by saying, what did he say? You have it written down, I think. Yes, well, because he said something like a thing of beauty to somebody. Was it Matt? Smash. To smash. Yeah. And Tim says, am I a thing of beauty too? Yeah. Which is great. <laughs> Tim was on fire this episode. Yes, he was. Yes. Which, 
leads me good yes. into the last thing, which is Tim. You're right. He's on a fucking avalanche yes. speeding down the mountain. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so he sees Lila at her Bible table, which oh, yeah. she is. Uh, Lila, Lila has Christ all around her, 360 degrees of Jesus. Uh-huh. Um, and he just walks up to this random girl yeah. and sticks his tongue down her throat. <laughs> And he's like, hey, do you like that? You want to make some memories? No, he didn't yeah, say that. No, he couldn't. He could see that. It was in his eyes, yeah. Uh, and so he's trying to... I don't necessarily know if he's trying to make Lila jealous. I don't think so. I just trying yeah. to be present in her life. Yeah, he's just doing whatever he wants, whatever makes him happy. Well, sure, but I think it's in the... I think in the back of his head, he's still yeah. kind of like, hey, look at me. I'm still here. Yeah. But it's still her. weird because, like, him and Jason are still friends. So, like, at what point is it not weird that they that he would date her? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's still weird until Jason says it's okay. It's still weird. True. Yeah, and yeah. actually, we don't know. Is he still with? Is Jason still with that girl? Did that ever like come oh, through? Oh, reverse Lila. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this is the thing that we don't know. We don't know. We, well, because the other thing too is like Waverly's just gone. Yes. Waverly's disappeared. Yes. The Jason's girl has disappeared. Uh-huh. We don't know anything about it. I know. It. I'm hoping we have more follow-up of that because it's like, yeah, can't just people have people disappear. Yeah. That doesn't make any bad. sense. It that is bad. That is bad. It is bad. Oh, boy. So... Let's just keep talking about Buddy. Buddy's, okay, buddy's buddy. down spiral. Buddy, yeah, yes. Buddy down spiral. Yes. Yes. Okay. I mean, he is a hot mess throughout this whole thing. Yes. And, yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, really, it's just the little things building up. Yeah, he can't have the pep rally at his car dealership, like, mm-hmm. the first, like, what was it, the second episode probably of last season, yeah. where they're all sweaty. Now they're sweaty outside. Buddy instead is, of, yeah. Buddy has 17 gallons of sweat. <laughs> I know pouring so yeah house. it's like the little things that lead up to the actual pep rally like oh he picks up his kids and his wife won't let him in the house because he tries to sneak basically looks like he tries to sneak in to pam's house uh-huh. she's like this ain't your house anymore this buddy my house pam i paid yeah. for it I don't know. <laughs> so yeah it's like he just keeps getting punched down knocked down and so when he can't have the pep rally at his car dealership it's the last straw he shows up at the pep rally and this is when he really losing it because you see him drinking in the crowd and like you said, he's very sweaty. He's it's very sweaty. Gross. He's drunkenly wandering around Lester, who yes. is the host's house, uh-huh. looking at his animals. He's like, I <laughs> bet you didn't best. even kill those animals yourself. That's the best. And He's just basically talking to himself. Yeah. This and he's scary like, room. Look at you, you Tennessee hillbilly mouth breather. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get you. I don't yeah. know. He's, it's just that room. I mean, I get why people hunt. It's just so brutal. Like, I get why people hunt, but it's just scary. It's like that whole room. It's just all these dead animals all yeah, the I, don't, I don't know. Scary. But he's he's impressed. He's like, oh, no, because he, he says, this is trashy. He's like, you said my car, or like, you think my car dealership's trashy. <laughs> so basically, he just is, he's drinking the whole time. And then you know shit's really going to hit the fan when people bring up the past. Yes. And when he brings up his glory days, that's when you know. And also a bottle of Jack Daniels yes. or whatever that was. Yes. And I think, I don't know if I understood that Buddy was a quarterback. Oh, until, you're right. Yeah. Until he's saying this spiel. Mm-hmm. And we find out that Lester didn't even play football because Buddy is drunkenly slurring about it. And right. Apologizing to people. And he bumps into someone and then starts a fight. And lo and behold, Mr. Tim Riggins, best man in the world, comes and stops him. And Buddy calls him Riggo. <laughs> Which is what I'm going to call Tim for from now on. Not even like Timo no. or Timmy. Riggo. Riggo. Weird. Yeah. Not Riggsy. Not Riggs. Yeah, not Riggs. Yeah. Not Riggsy. Not... Yeah. <laughs> Riggo. Hey. 
Rigo. <laughs> Whatever. I love it. I love Weird. it. And it's funny because, yeah, buddy, like, is how quickly I decide that I feel bad for people. Yeah. Like, I feel bad for people so quick. Because, yeah, he deserves it. Like Lila says, he dug him, you know, what did she, he built the, whatever she said. He built the shit house that you shit in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Know. So it's like, he deserves it. Yeah. But it's like, you never want to see people being, I mean, he falls to the ground. It's sad. He's in a, yeah, he's in a, a poor state of affairs. Yeah. And, uh... I get knocked down, I get back up again. No, because he needs Tim Riggins. You're never going to keep me down. Yep. Tub something. Yep. Chumbo um, Chumbawamba. Mm-hmm. But this is a kind of also Riggins' way of getting into Lila's good graces again, too. But I think he, he honestly cares, though, because I think he knows... He does... He, yeah, sure. He, yeah, he cares. I mean, he feels bad for Buddy as well. Yeah, I think yeah. he came to his aid at yes. his own on his own accord. Yes, it just so happens that it's Buddy yeah. and not some other rando guy. Yes. Yeah, so Buddy's just not having a good time. But, like you said, Tim gets to show that he is a nice guy to Lila once again. Yep, by taking him to his apartment and I think my favorite, uh, he says, I've seen, I've seen a lot of drunks in my day and he's not one of them. He's just sad. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'm like, oh, how insightful Tim Riggins. I know, I know. The and, other- then, oh. but yeah, it, well, and then him and Lila kind of have this interaction to where it's like, I don't, like, she doesn't hate him anymore, I don't think. No, no. I mean, how can you hate him, Dan? You can't hate him. Oh. You can't hate him. He's got all the three ways in the world to get to. The other thing I was thinking is that <laughs> the only thing that the other thing that knocked uh, Buddy down was that all his trophies were on the street. Oh, yeah. In a box noted for free, <laughs> which and I think she's just like, get these off or they're going, you know, if you don't take them, they're for free. But I, I noticed because there was a I saw horns in there. So that means his trophy yeah. were the animals. Yeah, they're, yeah, so they're all some heads. Yeah, too. so then him seeing that at the I just realized him seeing that at the house is kind of a reminder of all the things he's lost as well. Mm-hmm. He's lost his family. He's lost his team. He doesn't have anything. So we'll see what happens to Buddy in the next episode. He might be dead. I don't know. I don't know. I just am it's so weird how how uh, uh, the differences that writing in a character makes mm-hmm. when and how you feel about them. Yeah. Because adamantly, 10 episode, episodes ago, I hated Buddy Garrett. Yeah. And because he's, he's a, a dick. He's an asshole. He's a terrible person. Yeah. But now, yes, just seeing some little changes, it's like, oh, you feel, start to feel sorry for the guy. Mm-hmm. And then you break him down as to be just a normal person mm-hmm. and not really that bad of a guy. He turns right. a new leaf uh-huh. and he becomes kind of an okay person. Uh-huh. And I'm like, damn it, I just want to hate him. Right, yeah. I just want to yeah. keep my feelings about it. Well, because I almost feel like he's kind of, like, like uh, he's kind of Coach's foil, maybe. So maybe he's supposed to be kind of more of a villain type in the first season. And then it's like they don't need him to be like that anymore. Yeah. Plus, he's not directly, you know, we're working with Coach anymore. So now we're just seeing him getting pushed away of all the things that he cares about. So, yeah. I mean, of course he's going to break down because of that. True. So. True dad. Let's run the Tyra and Landry game. Okay. Yes. Probably the most important uh, storyline of the episode, I'd say. Sure. Yeah. So rally girl time. Landry finds out he's got a rally girl. He asks her, do you think all people are evil? Capable of evil. Capable of evil. Yes. Sorry. Tyra swoops in and is like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And then they have it out. Mm -hmm. She expects him to be able to handle this. Mm Mm-hmm. And like a man. Like, well, not even yeah. like a That's man. That's what she just, says. Sure. Yeah. But just being able to handle it. Yeah. And, and, and keep it to himself. Yeah. Where no one should be able, should be asked to do that. No, no. And Landry finally admits that 
he's in love with her, mm-hmm. which I don't really, I mean, sure, probably over the course of uh, whatever months. Yeah. That's probably developed. But yeah. at the beginning, it was like, he's not always been in love with her. He's no. just like, holy crap, look at her. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. But I think that, yeah, it's definitely over time, for sure. Mm-hmm. But what I liked about this, though, is that the whole time, Landry is very pushy and kind of, kind of a poopy pants this whole episode. And I think it's because he's so freaked out about um what he, the secret he has to keep. So, like, he's really mean to Matt the whole time. Like, Matt, we need to go. Like, he's pissed off at Matt for being... <laughs> For making him late, yeah. like he uh, and he's mad at him for using. I think he must be using. I don't think Matt has his own cell phone. I think he's using Landry's cell phone because really? he he seemed like he was like Matt. You got you've been on the phone for too long, or maybe he's just mad because he's been talking. Uh, but I thought it was like because he, when he was talking, calling the like insurance. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah he's like you've been using my or like you've been on the phone for too long. So I was assuming it was his cell phone. Okay. That um. So, sense. but yeah, he just is kind of being mean to everybody the whole time. And so I, what I like about it is that. Then when he just says the line about evil, it's just he's coming to the... He is having such a crisis. Yeah, he's coming unraveled. Yeah. And so I... Because I said I was going to wait to see how this storyline unfolded to see if I liked it. And as much as I hate that they didn't just go confess... I think what this show is doing with it is so good. The way that they're, because it's very realistic, that if two teenagers were going to cover up a murder, I feel like this is, any other show would be really cheesy and it'd be way over the top. I feel like this is, they're really asking the questions of how would people deal with this? Yeah. And I think it's really, I do think it's really good. How they're doing it is good. And I like it because of how I think what their characters are doing. And like I was saying, it's, it's Jesse Plemons. I mean, it's really shining for him because I was like, those are real tears. Like he's really, you know, he's sure. really breaking down. And I think because the writing is so good and because those actors are so great, like it takes it kind of to a very realistic, cool level. Mm-hmm. So that scene with them in, in the, by the bleachers yes. is great. It's very it is, powerful. Yeah. It is powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only really, only real one with that is at the end of the episode where she sneaks into his room. Right. Because they have Which, this, they have this kind of division between them yeah uh and he's mad at her Mm -hmm. and she's upset Mm -hmm. and also like you love me what and also Mm -hmm. you did kill a person for me oh weird yeah so she's got this kind of stuff to figure out in her head and so she comes in i just love that landry's like how did you get in here and she never answers yeah which i think is one thing is it's like yeah how did she get in the house like did she break in like what happened did she sneak past his parents yeah that, yeah. That's weird. I know, yeah. It is. It's funny to me, so... Didn't just knock straight on the door. Yeah. But so yeah, that's yeah, when... She, she comes in and kind of eases his tension a little bit. Uh-huh. And thanks him and... Yeah, but it just... It finally... Like, they're still... Like, we still don't know what they're going to do, but I think they've come to a point where they know how to work with it together and that they're in it together. Yeah. Yeah. Because she doesn't want him, because she basically admits that she loves, she, I don't think she says love, but she cares about him too. And she would, it'd be very upset if anything happened to him mm-hmm. for what he did yeah. for her. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I just think it's a really good resolution to, for now, what they're dealing with. It was a bad idea, but they're, I mean, I guess they're falling in love. <laughs> yeah. And then they start making out, which yeah. is really weird because Landry's all sad that he killed somebody. Yeah. And then he's, he's like, oh, this is a girl of my dreams in this room. And oh, fuck, I killed somebody. And then, oh, man, yeah. she's making out. So with it's me. still, it's Holy weird. shit, what's yeah. going on? <laughs> ah! Yeah. Chaos. Ah! <laughs> uh... Well, I guess the only other, okay, the other kind of side story that's going on is Matt dealing Matt. with his grandma, which yes. his grandma ordered. A tiara. Oh God, she said, is that my tiara? And I was like, oh, maybe this is going to not really be a tiara. It's a tiara in the box. That was $2,400. <laughs> eBay? Been, 
She's been QVC. Yeah, apparently that's eBay. Yeah, what am I talking they about? Have, they, they, don't don't have have the they don't have the computer. Carlota's running around. Yeah, she finds Matt, uh, Matt's uh, fucking porn magazines. She's like, "What? You've never heard of the internet?" And uh-huh. I'm like, he doesn't have a fucking computer. No, he can barely, he barely pay his bills. Phone. Yeah, I don't think he has his own cell phone. Still. I don't think he does. I know. You're right. I know. I think we're cracking down things because I'm pretty sure in the last episode he had a phone at that party, and I don't think Landry was there. So whose phone was he using? I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, so that's the whole thing where it's just, poor grandma. Grandma's home, and Matt's like, she needs to be taken care of, and they send a nurse out right away, and she's basically going to be this new live-in nurse. But she instantly wants to take grandma's uh, magazines. Tapioca pudding away. Tapioca. TV. Uh, magazines. I'm like, what the hell is she going to do? What's she going to do? She's got to exercise and look at She was watching her grand exercise videos and on all, TV. But she's, she's done that before and she just watches them. And... <laughs> no. Rocks back and forth in her rocking chair. Yep. <laughs> but I'm just like, what is it? What is that woman going to do? I mean, what are they, unless maybe they play games together? I like, don't know, yeah. Keep you know? her sharp. It's like, you can't take her TV away altogether. She gets joy out of it. Yeah. You know, she's going to watch her football games. What is she going to watch football on? Well, she just goes to the games. I guess that's true. But she unless can't watch it. an away game. Yeah. She can't watch any game footage, though, or anything. Yeah, you're right. I know. I don't know. So anyway, I think Matt thought that was going to be, like, solve all his problems, but it kind of just made him stressed out. Very, very. Yeah. Because this chick comes in like a whirlwind. You know, she's trying to clean the chaos, but she really causes the chaos. Mm -hmm. Ah! Ah! (laughs) Um, I wish I could do that better. I can't do that. (laughs) Yeah. Pee-wee. Pee-wee. You know what? I think Pee-wee is that new Pee-wee movie. I think it's on Netflix. Oh, yeah, it's coming out soon. I think it's on today. Is it on today? Mm-hmm. Ooh. All I know is I can't wait to see... <laughs> I can't wait to see Joe Manganiello as Pee-wee's best friend. Excuse me, what's your name again, brother? <laughs> Joe Manganiello, got it. <laughs> Joe Manganiello. That right. is still... Anybody who doesn't think that they like Joe Manganiello... Is that how you say his name? I can't I even... believe so. Joe after... Manganiello. I still... After that joke, I can't... I still can't. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce his name. This podcast with Joe Manganiello. Yes, you will instantly think he is amazing. It'll you'll shit your pants. It's yeah. very funny. The Hulk Hogan. I mean, just he tells a story about Hulk Hogan mispronouncing his name, and it is the I was crying when yep. I was listening to it. It's one of the funniest things ever. Yep. So anyway, Joe Manganiello is going to play Pee Wee's best friend in that new Pee Wee movie. Uh, sold. He's going to wear that same suit. I'm excited to see it. <laughs> I don't, yes, that's enough. Enough for me. Yep. Anyway, so, so um, yeah, well, also Matt is just upset because, okay, we kind of touched on Julie's story, but we really didn't Her touch on... misgivings. But Julie, I said this last time, Julie is the worst friend. I'm trying to think of a character on TV that is worse, like a worse friend than she is, and I cannot think of one. And I know it's like, oh, she's a teenage girl. And I was like, if any of my friends did that bullshit to me, I would be out. Yeah, and, well, because yeah. like, there are shows where people are blatantly mean yeah. to their friends yeah. or say terrible things to them. Uh-huh. But she's just like, you don't exist. Yeah. And that is the worst kind right. of and Lois, mean. Yeah, and Lois keeps coming back to her. Like, when they're going to go out and Julie's wearing that, like, tube top. And I'm like, get out of here, Julie, with that tube top. And they go to the gas station and Julie's like, oh, I'm cleaning off, uh, cleaning off your windshield from your bugs. You know, I'm being such a good friend to Lois. No. Because mm-hmm. when the Swede rolls up, she's like, oh... I'm just gonna tell Lois, and I'll and we'll sit, we'll go with you to the because he wants to drive her to the yeah that's the all thing. he does is it's drive her to the thing yeah and here's okay here's my question so we see the Swede earlier back at the pool which is when I just discovered that oh he just works at the pool all year yeah um but I guess it's Texas so of course the pool is day open I mean it's hot all the time sure. I mean most of the time but she is so weird to him like Julie's so weird to him at the pool like mm-hmm. she looks so shy and like isn't going to talk to him is like all hunched over and I'm making all these weird faces right now because that's what she looks like and he um, tells her that she'll be a heartbreaker which I'm just like that's a weird thing to say to somebody and and then pats her on the head 
And so she turns away and just looks so annoyed with him. And then, what is it, the next day, probably, when she sees him at the gas station, and she has, like, it's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde with Julie. She has decided, like, oh, I put my tube top on, and it's my magical powers to be, like, cool and calm. Yeah, because then it's just so weird. I'm in my cheetah outfit now, yeah. and I'm going to get my prey. Right. Gross. But then he, but then it's like he changes her mind about her, too. Maybe it's just because his girlfriend was sitting right there. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. That guy has been creepy from day jerks. one. They're both jerks. I hate it. Yep. Swede, stupid. Julie, stupid. And then they have a little car ride together. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we should do this again sometime, or whatever yeah. bullshit. Yeah, yeah. She then kisses him. Yeah, and she's like, call me. And says... You can call me. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Like, she all of a sudden gets all this confidence. Like, where did she get that from? I don't know. But then 30 seconds later, she goes and breaks up with Matt. Yeah. Oh. Because she's a terrible fucking person. I feel so bad for Matt. I I don't remember feeling this bad for Matt that I do. And it's so weird because, I I mean, I remember hating Julie. I remember hating Lila. But now I feel bad for Lila and I feel so bad for Matt. Because I think I just didn't even care about Matt in the the first time I watched this. Yeah, I'm I'm finding that the show is much less about him than I remember. Yeah, but it's just, he's so, he basically just, Julie is such a jerk to him. And I get it that she's like, oh, I don't want to be my mom, which she's, like you said, she's, is that right? Finally. Yeah. (laughs) But it's like, just because you date this nice guy doesn't mean you're going to turn into a, like, because Matt doesn't really have, it doesn't necessarily have ambitions of being a fo- professional football player. No, and he really, at this point, doesn't really have anything going for him. Right, either. right. So then it's like, why does she think that it's going to be, like, the end of her life and that she's just going to stay in Dylan forever? And, and it's just, I don't get what her logic. Well, she's 15. And there's no point in being She's so read Moby Dick, though, so. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, Matilda read Moby Dick, so. Little girl Matilda? Oh, yeah, but she yeah. had magic powers. yeah. <laughs> She's real smart, though, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Real smart. Mm -hmm. What else is there to cover? Well, okay. Well, really, well, okay. Smash Raps. It's great. Which I'm pretty sure it's to the tune of 50 Cent or 50 Cent, if you will. Uh, I haven't thought about that guy in a long time, except for that he's broken posting fake money on Instagram, I think is what's happening. Anyway, but that's just, I just love when some of the songs, like when pop songs, like date when a year, when a show came out or something. It's good. I hate rap, so. My favorite quote of the whole episode. This was right after when Grandma Saracen got her tiara. You can't put a price tag on happiness. She's fucking right. Grandma Saracen. And I'm going to make an inspirational poster with that (laughs) phrase. (laughs) She might have dementia, but damn it, she looked good in that tiara. She did. Looked beautiful. She looked very happy, too. Yeah, and even though Landry was kind of, I mean, Landry was in such a poopy mood this whole time, and he was kind of being a jerk about it, but he still said she looked nice. But I think he was kind of being sarcastic. The only other thing I was going to say is that I cannot believe that Julie did the it's not you, it's me speech to Matt. Yeah. I mean, I guess she's right because Matt did absolutely nothing. And he says, you're right. I did nothing. And that's true. So I guess it really works in that but situation. That, that's kind of a dual dual saying, too, because he did do nothing to push her away. Right. But he also did nothing to keep her. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, he kind of just stood by uh-huh. and, you know, was sad about it. And he's like... Oh, I think my girlfriend's <laughs> cheating on me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what do I do? It's kind of Eeyore-y, which yeah. like, you kind of use the Eeyore voice to talk about it, too. Which, well, yeah. Matt's kind of Eeyore-y. Yeah, yeah. He's just down in the dumps guy. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing I thought was funny, too, and maybe maybe Landry leaves, but when Julie comes over to break up with Matt, Landry's sitting oh. right there. Oh, is he? He's sitting right there. I don't. I thought he fucking pieced the fuck no, out. No, I didn't see him get up. So, but oh. you never see him get up. So I'm like, is he just sitting there? Is this is happening? <laughs> 
movie. He turns around, he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Sorry, Matt. Now you can be in my band. I mean, that would have been kind of funny, is if uh, Julie got up and and Landry was still sitting there. And Riggo and all the good kids. Riggo. Lance and Riggo. Sounds like a fucking clown. Riggo the clown. I know. Um, The only other real question I had was, does Tammy really have no one else to come pick her up from the hospital other than Glenn? This guy that she doesn't even know that well? Yeah, I mean, you'd think they would. If they've lived in the community for so long. (laughs) I mean, smash his mom. I mean, we're talking... Uh, I don't know who else, actually. The mayor. Yeah, uh, that's true. Any booster, right. I feel like. And I get it, because it's like, to like make their storyline full circle, I get it. But I'm like, Glenn, I don't know. I'm, we see a lot more of Glenn. Well, I mean, Glenn's really like the one who <laughs> posits the, the question, did you guys do the right thing? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I don't mean to be pushy, but I think you're being stupid. Yeah, it's like he's more of a counselor than I think he thinks he is. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Glenn's got some insight. Well, because that was what was funny is when their first meeting, how Ju- how um, Julie comes out and kind of accosts Tammy, and it was right after Tammy had said how like or Glenn had told her how good she is at that, like knowing what kids are thinking and everything. Oh yeah. So that was kind of a funny contrast too. Yeah. So it's like she kind of showed him, or he kind of showed her at that point, and then kind of I don't know, they kind of switched roles a little bit. But anyway, it's a double that was round. Good. I know. Yep. Other than that, I know that's pretty much it. And, yeah, just a lot of heavy shit. I mean, do you like the way that the the uh, Tyra Landry, like, murder is progressing? <laughs> uh, yeah, because it's, I think it is kind of just, because, you know, eventually, are they going to find this body? What's, you yeah. know, there, there, there's, there's things that are going to happen uh-huh. eventually. Yeah. But that it's taking it slow and they are kind of dealing on, on a personal level mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's. That's well, yeah, because it's like thing. they didn't find the watch. No. So does that mean that's going to come up? Come up? I yeah, mean, you'd so think they're... it would because what did they say about movies? It's like, I think it's a play. But if somebody has a gun, by the end of something, the gun will be used. Oh, so they okay. have planted that. They have written that in. The Since watch. the watch is missing, the watch will show up. Will show up. Okay. Because, I mean, it wasn't like a joke, like, oh, they were just freaking out and Landry found it in his pocket, like, later yeah. that time. It's yeah. It's missing. It yeah. is for realsie missing, so we shall see, because I don't remember what's happening, so... But yeah, episode two, season two. A lot of bad ideas. Fucking bad ideas. Bad ideas all over the place. So, did you have any... Did Tim do anything? With the... Uh, related to beer? Yeah. No, I don't yeah. think so. Yeah, you're right. He just had that Gatorade bottle. Yeah. Which, which you questioned, <laughs> hey, is there vodka in there or something? It could be. Which maybe, who knows? He, maybe he's just trying to stay hydrated. I mean, it's hot out there. You know, he's trying to do his the, his most Christian thing and yeah. not drink alcohol, I yeah, think. Maybe. Hey, maybe. I don't know. Trying to get Lila back. That's true. Miss in a subtle, subtle way. I don't think Tammy drank any wine because nope. she's probably breastfeeding And right she now did not and say and y'alls and all of her crazy... <laughs> obsessed sad I, mood is she... I love that scene where she is pushing the baby because yeah. she is definitely walking on a straight line uh-huh. or straight like surface and she is like head down yeah. full forward like fucking Wonder Woman uh-huh. here yeah. pushing this baby uh-huh Got her kids on. Yeah. She's just fucking straight. I was going to make a joke about whether those were uh, push-ups or what were those shoes? Shape-ups. Oh, shape-ups. <laughs> that, like, everybody's like, oh, these are so, these are I shape-ups. I don't think those existed until about 2011. Probably not, but they kind of looked like it, so I was like, oh, mm-hmm. she's got her shape-ups on. Yeah. Yeah. So who I have for best uh-huh. is Tim. Yes. Good choice. Because Tim's the best. Uh-huh. He's uh, saving people from making more asses of themselves. Yeah. He's, you know, kissing all the ladies, uh-huh. and he's making uh, Lila probably a little bit jealous, 
and also that knows that she he's there still. That's true. Uh, and then the worst is Tammy and or Gracie. Yeah, <laughs> I know. They're having a rough time. I mean, both of them are having. I mean, that little baby, that poor little baby on that heat. Yeah. I can't. Uh, that that's what got her to the hospital, Tammy. I know. Can't think about your baby like that. <laughs> I know. Shit. Well, I know. Glenn was right. That's a great yeah. thing too. Is that when he comes in, he's like. I don't know what to do. Uh-huh. I don't know how to counsel. Right. And then it slowly progresses into him knowing keeps more than Tammy. Sure. About everything. Right. So not about having a baby, but no. yeah. Cause she's just doing her best. Yep. Doing her best. Well, um, in um, saying the word best, I said that no one had it best this episode because I feel like everybody had it worst because I basically just wrote a long list of all the people that had it worst. True. Uh, Buddy had it worst. Um, Lois had it worst because she got left again. Like, she, why would she go to that pep rally? She's like all by herself. Like, who wants to go to anything by herself? Julie, you dumped your friend. That would be the worst feeling. I know. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Lois doesn't have anybody. It's sad. I feel so bad for her. I feel so bad for this fake character. Tammy had it worst. Matt had it worst. Grandma Saracen had it worst. Gracie Bell had it worst. They all had it worst. Lance, Tyra, that worst. Smash looked like he had a pretty good time, but he's, you know <laughs> he what I mean? He always has a pretty good time. I mean, he gets to rap. He's yep. doing the rap again. And it wasn't good again, but it's fine. So, it's all good. So, that's all we got to say about this episode. We will be back to talk about sound effects on reality shows. Beep, beep. And general stuff. We'll be back. All right, folks. We're here to talk about something that happens on every show. We're talking about pacing. The pacing of a show. How characters are interwoven. How it's written. Drama unfolding. All the things. (laughs) Dane brought this up because he has been, would you say, watching by periphery a show? That was good pacing. (laughs) Justine. Yes, yeah, on, on the periphery yes. as I play video games on my phone. Yes. Um, been watching The Good Wife. And, and you've never seen it before. Never seen it before. Uh, never wanted to see it before. Uh-huh. Uh, many problems. Uh, and I just thought that there were a couple of similarities that were happening with Better Call Saul. Mostly that, so Juliana Margulies plays like an assistant or associate lawyer at a firm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And in Better Call Saul, this last episode, they were talking about how he was a fourth-year associate, and the woman who was babysitting him is a second-year associate. Uh So I kind of looked at you and I said, well, I know more about associate lawyers in 30 seconds of Better Call Saul than I do of watching The Good Wife five hours, Uh whatever, five episodes in the background. So they're both lawyer-y shows, and they both have this stark contrast, which is delivery of lines... How much stuff is packed into an uh, episode and, and how uh, how many fucking characters they are. So, The Good Wife. Just like a lot of these other shows that I'm having problems with, such as Gotham, which I will have a little bit to say about later. And, oh, Shades of Blue. They are fucking lightning fast. People come and go as fast as you can fucking be. There's this, like, sense of urgency Every, it's like, you have to be talking fast. Yeah. Uh, everything is so important. Uh-huh. Things are uh, dire. The situations are dire. Mm-hmm. Things are happening. And it's like they have to have to do that. And so Better Call Saul is very deliberate, very slow, and constructed, mm-hmm. and obviously a better show. And I just don't get... I don't get how you can see the differences in those shows and not make a change. Well, but I think the whole point is is that Better Call Saul is not a procedural 
drama. And I'm guessing that you're saying that The Good Wife is more of a procedural. I have not I have not seen The Good it Wife. It seems that way, but there's like a there's a standing case with mm-hmm. like her husband. Yes. And then there's multiple cases and then you have the life uh-huh. So it's like you're following the life of each character, mm-hmm. the life of the of the practice, the life of the cases that are going on. Yeah. There's too much stuff. Mm-hmm. Walking Dead does it too. There's mm-hmm. too much stuff. Yeah. And I don't I don't know why that happens. Because mm-hmm. stories can be simple. Yeah. Stories should be simple. Right. It shouldn't be a whodunit or a, or a fucking mystery all the time. Mm-hmm. But that's but that is what those shows are. Sure. That's what those shows are. I mean, that's what people like. That's why there's so many of those shows. Really? Well, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. But it can be done better. Sure. And that's what I'm saying. It's too fast. Yeah. It's too... The pace mm-hmm. is off. Right. Well, that's what you're saying is you don't like about it, which is why, I mean, why me and you, like, I'd say, I'd say my favorite show probably airing on TV right now is Better Call Saul. Mm -hmm. And, and it is because we talk about this, about how it might be slow, but it is definitely with purpose. And it's never, there's so many moments, good moments of, of conversations. And you never feel like, you feel like a lot of stuff is happening, but you never feel like it is too much information thrown at you. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say is there's yeah. too much stuff to process at right. all times in those other shows. Right. So even, well, and like how we were just talking about Friday Night Lights about how there are so much stuff that happens on Friday Night Lights, but the difference is, is that it's a lot of information, but it is done with a deliberately slower pace. So the scenes, you get to sit in the moments of each of the scenes. So the scenes might not last that long, but they're not rushed. Yeah. They're, you take your moment with them, and then you move on. Exactly. And and if there's something to draw from those moments, you will remember that. But it's usually only a few things. Mm-hmm. It's not like you have to remember who's lawyering for who uh-huh. and why, where they fit into the puzzle. Sure. I guess that's really my problem is that it's a giant puzzle. And nothing makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't know who can who can really keep fucking who can keep it straight. Right, right. Well, and it's funny because when you when you texted me about how oh you're you're kind of watching The Good Wife, and I hadn't thought about it, but I normally I really don't like I don't I'm not really a Law and Order fan. I'm not really any of those lawyer lawyery type shows. I have wanted to watch The Good Wife, and I probably will at some point just to see what all the hubbub is about. We'll have to talk more about it, too. Right, right. Um, but I realized that I love lawyer movies. I love lawyer movies. Like, uh, Time to Kill is one of my favorite movies. So good. So it's interesting that I forgot that Better Call Saul is a lawyer show. Yeah. I just realized that. And I love it. Because it's way easier to follow. Yeah. And I think I told, I think I mentioned this to you because you were like, well, you like these movies. Uh-huh. And I said, yes. There is only one case. Right. There is only one or a few things to sure. follow. Yeah. And they have time to make that circle complete. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. And I mean, other things that just really the slower pacing of Better Call Saul lets you oh, just so many. I just am obsessed with everything that they do with all the filming. It's and intricate. Intricate. Yeah. I mean, just in the last episode. I mean, I guess it's kind of a spoiler, but it's not really. The diner scene in the last episode, the most recent episode that aired on Monday, 
what's his name? The the guy. Mike Herman uh, Trout. Mike Herman Trout is sitting in a diner, but you, the shot is so or it's not, a, like a, a or a downward. It's angle looking shot. basically at the, a point of view of the chef looking out of his the window where he put up food to serve, uh-huh. and he somebody rings a bell, and both of us are like, I said that we, sounds like the bell. We both thought it. Okay. Because I was like, yes. Because and in my head, I was thinking, was that purposeful? And it's better call Saul. These people are artists. So, of course, it's purposeful. Mm-hmm. Because in walks... I Salamanca. Salamanca. Uh, I can't think of... I'm so bad at characters' Victor, names. Victor, I can't remember. Yeah. So, the guy who, in Breaking Bad, is in the wheelchair, ringing the bell uh-huh. all the time. So, it's just... It's so perfect. Like, I just wanted to, like, stand up and, like, shake everybody's hands that writes and works on the show. Mm-hmm. Because it's perfect. Stuff fits into yes. that puzzle. Yes. And it's, it's not great. even a puzzle. It's just... Yeah. It's, it's a woven fucking masterpiece. Yeah. And, and I hope they all high-fived in the writer's room when they came up with that idea, because they should. They should have. <laughs> yeah. It's great. So good. Exactly. So, yeah. So, it's like, you might have slow pacing, but you can throw in some really cool... Elements. Yes. So, that's why I appreciate that, as opposed to more fast-paced shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just have one quick thing to say about Gotham. Yes. And I know that I say it all the time. <laughs> it's not a good show. No matter how many people you put on it, Michael Chiklis is on it now. Marina Baccarin is on it from fucking Firefly. Uh-huh. Uh, Paul Rubens is on it now. I just found that out. I know. And, and the guy from Sons of Anarchy, Chibs, the guy with the, the scars space on stars, his face, yeah. is, was in it for an episode. Mm-hmm. No matter how many people you throw at a thing, <laughs> doesn't mean it's going to be good. Well, yeah, because the guy who played Penguin was always good. <laughs> Why didn't they just turn it into a show about him? I don't know. I think that's what they kind of started to do. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm coming in not having finished the first season because yeah. it was terrible. Only being able to pick up on episode 10 of the second season because they don't have them all on Hulu. Oh, okay. And so I don't know what happened. I'm a, I I think that the Penguin was more in it. More central, but yeah. But even in the episode that I saw him of, overacting, not... So now you think he's not good anymore. Kind of, yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's too bad. I just feel like that's the most disappointing show, I think. And I'm sure we said that already, but yeah, it, it does. could have been good, I think. When I think about it, well, and Paul Rubens playing Penguin's dad, I mean, that's that great. great. That's yeah. great casting. That's so good. And it makes me want to watch it, and I don't know if I will. So It's like it took them a whole season to get to a place mm-hmm. that they were comfortable with, mm-hmm. and then it still wasn't very comfortable. And it's like you have this Barbara Gordon character who doesn't even exist anymore, and... Oh, did they just cut that lady out of yeah, the show? Of course think, they did, because it was like, stupid. Because Gordon is going... Uh, Marina Marina, I don't know how to say her name. She plays a doctor on the show. Uh-huh. And he's, like, dating her now oh, okay. or something. It's just weird. Yeah. I think it had such a good promise. Sure. Because you're, you're, you're origin-storying everybody. Yeah. But that's its downfall at the same too time. Too many characters, too, again. Too many fucking characters. Yeah. What's the show about? Yeah. Sorry, I'm going on way too long. But, yeah, but that's the truth. It's too many characters, too fast-pacing is going to ruin a show. Yep. And so maybe take a little time, slow it down. So going from some really well-made shows to reality shows and something that Dane and I have noticed for a long time. And apparently the internet has also noticed as well. (laughs) There is a sound effect that is used. (laughs) Every show, every time there is a moment of drama. Yeah. hundred, Probably a hundred times an episode sometimes. It's it's making it unbearable. It is. It is literally why I do not watch Top Chef anymore. Mm-hmm. It is why I do... I don't watch, like, any reality competition shows anymore. But it's not even on competition shows. It's just on regular reality shows. Yes. They might even... They, for all I know, they play it on The Bachelor, too. Let's play the sound. That was the sound. That's the sound we're talking about. Which... <laughs> 
Like, it sounds like, oh, I don't know. This is, what's funny is that I found this video on YouTube, and it isn't even the actual sound effect. It is a video of a guy opening a a, a wrought iron gate, uh, door. A, the door of a wrought iron gate. Uh-huh. And so, but it, that's the sound. That is what it sounds yeah, it's like. It's just a creaking sound. And sometimes it'll be just like, anybody will say any jab at somebody. And it'll just be, yeah. yeah. I remember one time we were watching something, and it was literally happening so much, we were laughing. Yeah. Because it's just like, don't they realize that they're totally manipulating the situation to try to make it seem intense? Yeah. Which it's not. It's like it totally ruins by overusing that sound effect. It's, it has no meaning. Yep. And so, but, but what I thought was funny is that I was watching, I think it was in the second beginning of the second season of The X-Files, and I swear to God that that sound is from an episode of The X-Files, yeah. that they stole it from that because it wasn't exactly it, but it was but it was close. it. Because yeah. I shit my pants and I was like, this is the this is the sound from all the reality shows. Uh-huh. So I don't know how much proof there is to that, but I'm saying it. They stole from the X Files. Stole from the X Files. Find it. I know. So I don't know if there's really nothing else more to say about that, but I just it cracks me up. It's a good little tidbit. It sure is. So other than that, uh, what just throw out? What's uh, one good thing that you're just really excited about this week? Um, I will say I'm very upset because Netflix <laughs> puts. Netflix doesn't put full seasons of some shows on. Oh, yeah. They'll put, like, the collection on. Yeah, that's true. Like, I was super excited to watch Roseanne. Right. Well, when it, it was on. But it's a collection of 50 episodes mm-hmm. uh, ranging from whatever seasons. Uh-huh. And I wanted to watch the whole fucking thing. Like, I thought it would have been great. Sure. And now Cupcake Wars is on there. Uh-huh. Uh, the, like, uh, <laughs> what else is on? They don't have enough food shows or, like, home shows, uh-huh. which I'm upset about. Well, they only have one season of The Great British Baking Show, which I think is a terrible decision. Yeah. I yeah. want to see the first one. Yeah, I do, too. American, or the first one that aired over here. Yeah, I know. Bad decision. I want to see them all. Mm-hmm. We, we're trying to find them, and I think they're on the BBC website, but they're, like, $30 or something. Which and, is too much, yeah. And they're probably shipped from the UK, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know if I want to deal with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Netflix should just get on it. But yeah, I have been watching Cupcake Wars, uh-huh. and it's it's kind of boring-ish, mm-hmm. because usually it's just four women, and they're all mean to each other. Sure. <laughs> and I'm like... I'm sure that sound like, effect is used in... Oh, the, yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting. It's fun to make fun of. Well, of course. Uh, well, and that's funny to me, is that now, like, I had no idea that that host, who I think is the most annoying host of all time, is a stand-up comedian. comedian. And then he was in that one episode of The Love Show... As at the Magic Castle, he was the magician. Oh, I, yeah, I might have recognized that. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, who like does something with cards? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but yeah, so I thought it was funny. I was like, oh, that guy actually is like a comedian. He probably is better than being a host because I hated him as the host of that yeah. show. So <laughs> annoying. He just wanted a gig. I know. I know. You gotta give the man some credit. Mm-hmm. What else have you been watching? Yeah. So the thing I am just loving this this week right now is I thought I hated House of Cards, guys. I thought I hated it. I was so over it. And then before this new season debuted, I think two weeks ago on Netflix. Maybe it's just been a week. I don't know. I think it's been a week. I caught up on. I basically. Last year, I started watching the third season when it debuted at this time last year. I watched almost all of it, like 10 episodes. And then I, I thought I hated it. And so I stopped watching it. And then the last three episodes of the thir- third season are really good. And then this season, really good as well. Because they're giving a lot more for Robin Wright to do, which is great. Because only Kevin Spacey character can only do so much. Um, so they kind of are at odds this this season, which is really good. And Cicely Tyson is on this season. And I was like, lady, you keep going. So good. Ellen Burson is on this season. Great. Great old actresses, and I'm loving it. I don't know any of those people that you just said. Ellen Burstyn. You've seen Requiem for a Dream, right? Yes. She is the... Um, Mom? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 
Cicely Tyson is legendary. So both legends. And I just, um, yeah, it's interesting because that show is freaky. Some of the stuff on that show is mm-hmm. so mirrors the election that's going on right now. Oh and it's kind of scary because I was like, they filmed this so long ago. How did they know? It's crazy. So it's been entertaining. I mean, I always love Kevin Spacey. He's great. You know, even though his character, sometimes you're just like, oh, this is ridiculous. But he's great. He's so good at it. That's really when it. When a man lacks power, he's just got to take some. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that was like a combination of... Foghorn Leghorn. Well, and it, I mean, it sounded like Kevin Spacey almost. Yeah. Oh. I don't. I mean, good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I haven't heard the Castle Castle cards in a while. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know it's pretty good. All right. So other than that, cool. That's it for this week. New spaces, new faces. Let's get to the races. We'll see you next week. See you then.